Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction. And free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. And I'm not going away, but some dirty normal punts to spit all over me. If he spits over me, I'm Ladies and gentlemen, broadcasting from beautiful South Bermondsey, this is Achtung Millwall. Oh yes, Abbey Road all over again, dear listeners. Here we are on Achtung Millwall. My name is Nick Hart. We're at the Sixfield Stadium in Northampton. And they're laying down a bit of Lennon McCartney for you. How about that? Lions come into today's game, as you well know. This is John Neiman telling you this depressing statistic of four league losses. We have one rogue winning the Checker Trade Trophy, from which to derive any hope that you can out of that, that um, made-up competition. Eddie Road up. Today's team is Jill Darcher in gold, Marlon Romeo. Byron Webster, Tony Craig and Joe Martin across the back line. Midfield, got Butcher, Callum Butcher and, and Sean Williams in midfield with Fred. Looks like the 4-3-3, three, three, but um, Fred probably further forwards. Butcher, Williams and Thompson. And I'm guessing Fred, Gregory and Morris. Unless Greg, uh, Fred is taking on the wide role. I don't know. What do I know? I'm just a podcaster. What do I know of such? I absolutely footballing matters. Here we are, dear listeners. Northampton's ground is a functional kind of... Um, half-built kind of looking stadium. There's a stand on my right-hand side. I'm in the away end. It's got kind of an Ikea warehouse kind of feel again. Nothing wrong with it. I quite like it, as, as you know. Um, but here we are on a, on a, basically on a, on a real retail park on the outskirts of Northampton. Quite a pleasant place. I've parked in a, a field adjacent to the stadium, walked across um, fields scattered with rabbit droppings. And the, how rural. Almost like a, an English ideal, isn't it? The English countryside and rabbit droppings on the, on the grassy knoll. Here we are inside the stadium. There's one stand to my right. It looks like it's going to match um, the more complete stand on the side. Uh, it's kind of got a half-built kind of vibe going on. Northampton up in the top six, I believe, as we enter today's game. The Lions teetering on the brink of the relegation zone. Here we await the entrance of the two teams. Here they come. Northampton in their claret shirts. Lions in their blue and white stripes, of course. A bit of a... Um, Liquidator, put a scar reggae for you. Great choice. The Cobblers, once the home of the shoemaking industry, Northampton. 
Now, the decimation of English industry reduced to a few kind of niche brands. I think churches, Lokes, Lokes, is that such a thing? Or are they making that up? Shoe brand, all made locally still, but no longer the um, home of shoe making for our country. There we are, economics for you. Meine Damen und Herren, Achtung, Mühlweil. Dear God, the Lions need a win today, dear listeners. I need it like one of my alcoholics in one of my blocks of flats that I manage needs his next can of Skull, super strength lager. Do I still make Skull? I don't know. Being up against the Daniel Bams in fairly decent form. Uh, I think they've lost some statistics I read online. They've lost only two games in 30 plus matches, but those two have come quite recently. So there is always hope in the depths of the Chilean mine, isn't there, listeners? There's always a shaft of light from above. And that's what we are grimly clasping onto at the moment. Sixfield Stadium opened in 1994, my Wikipedia tells me. Um, to replace the previous county ground, previously Northampton Town played at Northampton's Cricket Ground, which I believe is called Wantage Road, if I'm remembering my county cricket venues correctly. And they used to play at the Cricket Ground, so it was a three-sided stadium with one side wide open. And in 1994, they moved to this location, more on the edge of town. Uh, as I say, it's a pleasant enough place. Um, it's got kind of a functional IKEA feel to it, but um, by no means the worst stadium I've seen in my life. Four-sided, one side with still a work in progress, I think it's probably fair to say. Fred sporting some kind of bandage on his head. I don't know what's happened to him. He's, it reminds me of that comedian. Was it Roden Riveron? Always used to have a, uh, a bandage on his nose. Game's just kicked off, as you can probably tell. And Fred's got a bandage on his head for some, uh, perhaps a, a clash in pre in the warm-up. Early challenge on Fred, straight yellow. Within seconds of the kickoff, Fred took a clattering there. Number 12, 17, excuse me, midfield. Straight yellow. Not even the first minute on the clock. 30 seconds on the clock. Huge amounts of criticism prior to last week's international break, of course, dear listeners, on the style of play, the relentless long ball at Steve Morrison. There's another long ball forward from Byron at Steve Morrison. Gets a little thick header on. This is Lee Gregory. is going to run off for a goal kick. So, yeah, huge amounts of criticism for our style of play. In fact, we're not mixing it up enough. Too predictable, too boring. Um, the knives are not yet out for Neil Harris's management, but what some would say that the, the, uh, the local knife sharpener has just paid a visit to the to the household to ask if you've got any cutlery that's gone a bit blunt. Neil Frampton coming down the ring, ball across the box there. It's going to roll to the 17 edge of the penalty. His shot is over the bar. 12, 17, McCrory. Shot over the bar. Two and a half minutes gone. We're getting taunted by the Northampton Massive to my left. Ben Mitchell. A reference is escaping me. I'm sorry, listeners. Maybe I should be more in tune with pop culture. Shot from distance from Morrison onto the roof of the net. Another shot from distance. Steve Morrison on the edge of the centre circle. Uh, tries to lob the goal from distance. That's hit the roof of the net. Four minutes gone just noticed that the security team, the, the stewarding company for the stadium, goes by the uh, name of FBI, FBI Security. So we're in good hands here today. Whatever else happens, we should be safe from terroristic attack. ISIS, um, you know, menace. The FBI have got it covered. Don't know which one is J. Edgar Hoover dressed in women's clothing, but looking at them, I wouldn't want to speculate on that. None, none of it would be a pretty sight, let's put it that way. 
well, 10 minutes in and the game has settled into a kind of a stupor already. It's a very um, pleasant place, but it's a bit like attending a, perhaps a, a cucumber sandwich party at a local vicarage. Um, it's nothing to report. There's one, one attempt from distance by Steve Morrison, apart from that, very little to trouble you, dear listener. 10 minutes gone. 15 minutes into the game, and it's not exactly a footballing extravaganza. This is no Argentina 78, this is no Mexico 1970. From that, you can gather that the game has developed into an aimless phase that I'm hoping won't stretch out over the whole 90 minutes. Because if it is, I might go home early. No, I won't really. It's a philosophical question for you. Do you like aim aimlessness at nil-nil, or do you like drama at nil-one? I think I'll go for aimlessness at nil-nil at the moment. Line's not exactly in the game, not exactly out of it at the moment. It's a metaphor for the club's very existence there, dear listeners. Not exactly in, not exactly out of purgatory. You can tell the standard of excitement in the game when I'm looking on the horizon. I can see a Bella Italia, I can see coast to coast. And outside there was a McDonald's. I think it's a hungry horse up there as well. So you can tell the level of interest and excitement in this game when your attention is diverted by the local retail park restaurants. 20 minutes gone, approaching the halfway point in the first half of what is a very drab game, in all honesty. Uh, Lee Gregory scuffed a shot there from the edge of the penalty area, miles wide, it was beyond miles wide. It was a couple of uh, parsecs wide there and to give it a bit of a space-age feel for no good reason. The Lions are not, have not conceded the early goal, that much is for sure, but they haven't exactly threatened much at the other end either. So uh, the crowd doing their best to get them get behind their team. Over a thousand of us have come up here today. As ever, good support for the Lions. As ever. The wounded looks on the FBI's faces at this mighty noise. I'm not sure they quite know what to make of it. They look worried, disconcerted. It's a real free kick in the centre side. 21 minutes gone. I expire for the FBI. Like, Who did that? So there's a header there from Steve Morrison in wide of the right hand post. It's near an opportunity to walk out of half from that log from distance, of course, by Morrison earlier on. Right through the first half, Bill Brad doing their best to enliven a side that has looked sluggish. Ball lofted up in the Adam Mill penalty area. Archer takes a bucketing. Free kick awarded, thankfully, from the 30. 23rd minute of the game. There's a moment there when Paul should be hanging in the air. Everyone was staring at it as though frozen in time. What was that old TV series? I mean, this is going to go back a long, long way now for some of the older listeners one called the magic boomerang australian series made in the 60s and the, the theme of the um of the show was there's a boy living in something like rumor or wagga wagga somewhere in the australian outback and he had this magic boomerang given to him by a mystic old aboriginal and when he threw the, the uh, boomerang time stood still and he had for the, for the time the boomerang was in the air to go about his business and you know, put right, wrongs right and um, identify the the, uh, the villain, all that kind of stuff. The magic boomerang, mid-60s, I would think. I bet it looks ancient now if you to see it on YouTube. Sometimes I don't think it's worth looking at these old dreams of shows because they just destroy your, your memories. But anyway, there we are. That, that was that kind of moment. The magic boomerang was in the air and everyone froze looking at the ball. Northampton fans are our left. Been giving a little bit of verbals, a little bit of gesticulating. There he gets the, uh, the mill treatment. It's a beautiful sunny afternoon here in North Ends. Lovely part of the world. Ball falls on the edge of the country. This is Morris. He had a moment there. He runs away from it. 28 minutes gone. 29 approach. Gregory falls an opportunity. Going down the right hand side. into the penalty area. 1-0 Millwall! Great Gregory down the right hand side! A 
relation to pace, the long ball, the much vaunting, much criticised, much slazy long ball. Releases the lead gradually through the penalty area and neatly beats the goalkeeper. One at nil Millwall by two minutes. Take and go, dear listeners. Nicely put away. True Lee Gregory styling. They're being videoed by the police for celebrating a goal. I would imagine perhaps one or two people have broken the um, EFL's request to keep their bad language down. I don't know if you've seen that story on Twitter, but the Football League, the EFL, or God awful name, the Football League have requested there to be a campaign against bad language in the game. Good luck with that at Real Wolf. Please do with these videos of crowd scenes. I mean, there's absolutely nothing going on. Is there? There's a little bit of verbal, a little bit of banter, a little bit of calling people sex cases. You know the score. But um, this bloke's doing a video down to my left, and I just wonder what becomes of that. What, what happens? Who do someone look at it? Do publish it online? Who knows? A little bit of ag in the stand to my left. They're looking the wrong way. The cops are looking the wrong way. It's like someone's getting slung out on the on the siding. Walk support, I would imagine. There's Northampton on the attack while I'm watching that little incident. That's across the six-yard box and let it clear. Just Fred brings it away. Nicely done. Looks like there's someone, one of the Lions fans got in the side stand. There's a little bit of um, effing and blinding going on over there. Lots of pointing. Lots of bouncers. A few of the traps have got idea, I think. Kind of like a home stand to our side, left-hand side as we're looking. There's a little bit of a crowd surge now. Treaties to sling it out. That's fired the crowd up somewhat. Got a little bit of an edge to the afternoon all of a sudden. No big deal in it. Lots of pointing now. Lots of come on over. It's all go suddenly, listeners. Where's that come from? One minute we're seeing a Vickers tea party, and then there's blokes over there want to call it on. They want to call it on. There's a few fans here over there as well. Well, there we are. This just shows you you can never predict, predict what's going to happen in football, can you, listeners? Who could have predicted that? Even the black guys, it's completely gone. <laughs> well, it's all calmed down a little bit now. Lots of angry faces. It's the print. Northampton overlapping on the, the left-hand side as, well, as they attack. He shoots over the bar. Good opportunity for the 30 there. He actually worked a little bit of space, probably too narrow an angle. He lifted the shot over the bar by some distance in the event. On the 36th minute, 37 minutes approaching. Lady Fate is a cruel mistress, as we all know, but at the moment looking reasonably set. Going towards the half-time break. Ben Thompson stays with it. Puts the ball to touch to the applause of the Mill fans. One of these stewards, not an FBI steward, he's an Arco steward. That's the strangest look of Sean Dyche about him. Like, it's like as though Sean Dyche has put a lot of weight on, never made it in football, and has drifted somehow into a bit of part-time security work. That kind of Sean Dyche. We've looked a little bit more solid in this half defensively. I wouldn't say we're exactly the finished article now, but we've looked a little bit more structured in our defensive approach. It's a bit like saying when you've got a huge case of damp rot, but the underpinning is just about holding the house together. That kind of structured approach. But nevertheless, it is holding together as we go past the 44 and a half minute mark of half time, staring down our barrels. Opportunity for Northampton on the break. Marlon's going to cut it out, he's going to throw the Byron. There's a bit of ball juggling. 
right on their own penalty spot and then dribbles his way out of defence. Where's this going to end up? It's a disaster, he puts it into touch. Extraordinary few little moments, a little bit of ball juggling on their own penalty spot and he dribbles past number 10 leftwards as we look before putting into touch. Two minutes added time. Stoke Byron, when he goes home at night, puts on Joe 90's um, helmet and has kind of Zico um, personality programmed into it, or you know, some Brazilian ball jack or Ronaldo or something. Here's a half-time whistle, Lions leading at 1-0, welcome um, despite in the losing streak at the moment anyway. Let's hope we can see it through for another 45, that was a curious half of football in, in some respects. I felt the, the first kind of phase of it was um, drifting in a, in a kind of a world of numbness and like, uh, like you've taken some kind of drug that's befuddled you. Uh, beautifully taken goal by Lee Gregory to put us one goal ahead and then from there onwards we've looked much more confident and in control so at the break the Lions lead it 1-0 to nil. Meine Damen und Herren Achtung Milwei. I'm talking to Lord Kitchener welcome to the show Mark hello Nick I found that a very strange half of football. Um, large chunks of it for me, quite dull. And then from the goal, which was very well taken, we've looked stronger as the half's progressed. I don't know what you made of it, Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think uh, the only bit of real quality in the game come from us was the goal. Um, I can't understand the Ben Thompson thing on the left-hand side. Obviously, we've looked at their right back, who looks a bit tidy, and I think they probably wanted to combat him. But we've got Shane Ferguson sitting on the bench, and I think you're putting square pegs in round holes. You know, Butcher don't seem to be strong enough for me in the centre and midfield, and I think that's where Ben's at his best. This is one of the, the um, criticisms of, of Neil Harris, his curious selections. I mean, you're right. Ben, uh, Sean Ferguson sitting on the bench, proven international. Maybe he's tired, he would have played midweek, but I would have started him on a day like this. But it's just a, it's just a curious um, thing with Harris. He seems to do odd, oddball decisions at times. Yeah, I agree. I think, um, you know, I, I, I just would have played a player out there who's done well during the week. Yeah. Apparently, he set up a couple of goals for Northern Ireland. He must be buzzing, so he's got up a chance of doing well. We've got a very narrow, very narrow line that we're sat on here. It's a nice little stadium. And in I'm a mind. very fat bastard. <laughs> people can't get past. <laughs> Mark, Mark's boys beneath are getting crushed beneath the weight of human flesh. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it was a strange half of football. I mean, I, I, we've not done badly, but we weren't exactly in it for large chunks. So it's, it's a lot, I can't really get a handle on the performance so far in, in some ways. Yeah, I agree. I think that um, we've defended well. I mean, we, they haven't carved out anything at, at all. Um, you know, they haven't created any sort of chances. And coming off the back of they had a decent draw up at Scunthorpe, which you expect them to get beat at, and they've got a draw there. Um, you know, I thought they, I expected a bit more of them to be honest I mean maybe we might see that in the second half because I think this season we've been notoriously slow starters in the second half but what I do like is I think Fred's having another good game yeah. and you know I don't understand why we keep bypassing our midfield because when we do play football we can play some decent football now you've got Fred who looks a bit tidy on the ball in the last few games we should be using him as much as possible you know I mean, you've been a big critic of the long ball style, as, as we've seen the long ball style. Um, I, I've got to agree. I mean, we, we do seem to be relentlessly pumping at, at Steve Morrison against. It probably works better with Lee Gregory as his side. That's the only time you can say it's a, it's a valid tactic. Yeah. Would you say? Um, the thing is, I, I, I still don't think they're gelling as a partnership like they did last season. I think Morrison's worked really hard today. He's defended well and all. Uh, Gregory's took his goal fantastically well, but um, as a partnership, it 
was. It was a great finish. Yeah, he's held off the defender well. And to be honest, I thought the referee might have blown up for a foul there from yeah. what I've seen from here. But, you know. We'll call a break there. Long yeah. 45 minutes still to go. I mean, uh, we, 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 we're looking stronger than we have done in recent games. That's probably the best thing we can say about it. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I think the last sort of like 20 minutes at Walsall, I think we played reasonably well. We, we seem to go forward a bit more. We looked a bit stronger there. And we seem, we seem to be... We're not turned the corner yet. That's no. that's quite obvious. But it's we seem to be. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I mean, we, we we've got to try and keep a clean sheet. I'm not sure, but I think our only clean sheet's been Oldham this year. I might be wrong, but you know, um, that that that'll be a big bonus for us. And the fact we've scored again, which means we've scored in nearly every game, if not every game, then you know, it, it bodes well for us. But. It's still not. It's still not there yet. It's a long way from last season. Fingers crossed for the second half. Yeah. Meine Damen und Herren, Achtung, Milwei. Second half underway. Dear listeners, no changes for the Mill side. So I wasn't that Morrison's on the attack. For, uh, whistle gone. I'm not sure what for. Apologies. Early attack for Northampton, shot on goal, parried. Long way away, couldn't really see the boat. The man seemed to run across the, the, the front of our penalty area and pull a shot back to the left-hand side, which Archer was equal to. Another opportunity down the left-hand side, ball across the box. Mill downfall in recent times has been the early goal, of course. We're so far clinging on. We clung on for the first minute of the, of the second half, at least. So let's hope we can cling on for a few more. We certainly closed out the first half in reasonably strong form. Better than recently, uh, in recent games, anyway. But the second half has been a little bit rattly. A bit of early pressure here from Northampton. Have a ball into the middle box. That's headed behind for a Northampton corner. Their first corner of the game, I believe. Ball lofted into the middle. It's going to be headed clear. Excuse my lowered voice. I feel like I'm in a library. You lower your voice when you're in a library. Ball push on Fred there, not seen by the referee. It's the chagrin of the Mill fans behind me. Ball into the mix. Finds Ben Thompson the far side over Lee Gregory's head. Thompson lays it back. This is Joe Martin. Screen for handball, not going to be given. Morrison shoots from distance. That's wide for the right hand post. On the volley from outside the penalty area. 48 minutes. First opportunity for the Lions in the second half. Shot from distance from the 12 there. Sorry, I was, I was switched off there. Pushed onto the crossbar by Joel Nash. It was a dipping, swirling shot in 49 minutes from uh, outside the penalty area. As it is, Mills catch a break there. Pushed onto the crossbar by Joel Nacher. Northampton start the second half brightly. A lot more purposeful to start the second half, and the Lions are a little bit under the cosh. As they come down the right-hand side, that ball's going to be blocked and they'll bring it away. But Norwell clinging on to this slender, slender one-goal lead. Over the top, fine, Steve Rogers. It looked like an awful ball. It's turned into a brilliant ball. How about that? Morrison down the right side. His shot is blocked for ball. 50 minutes. You run those balls out of defence where everyone starts their heart sink, and there's a few cusses as you can, may have heard in the background and it actually turned into a good ball to found they found Steve Morrison going down the left hand side as it is the Lions win a corner from that awful stroke brilliant ball Williams takes from the left hand side as we attack flicked over Steve Morrison's head, it's still bouncing around it's headed over and Fred in front of goal inside the six yard box, Fred puts it over the bar real opportunity wasted there for, for the Lions Cross into the box on the right hand side. Power cross taking the near post comfortably enough by Jordan Archer. But certainly the Lions second half tactics of sitting behind the ball. Fred goes clattering on the right hand side. Crowd screaming for a red card at the away end anyway. Another yellow. I don't think he's on this the was, of course, the second yellow for McCall. 
who was sent off at this point, which I missed in real time. So there we are. That's the kind of podcast you're listening to. Huge opportunity with Northampton down to 10 men now for the Lions. One goal ahead. Sting possibly taken out of that early phase of Northampton play. I don't know. Second yellow for McCourt. That early yellow card costing Northampton dear as it turns out late in the, later in the game. As it is, the Lions a big chance to press home an advantage here. With the Cobblers down to 10 men. What a quaint old name, the Cobblers. is All sorts of double entendres possible out of Cobblers. Lord Kitch is hopeful for a draw. <laughs> the signs are right, the stars are set right, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, a little biblical, little biblical quote there. They're trying to get bad language out of the game, so Mill fans resort to the King James Bible. Jesus wept, holding the Mill box, taken on the skid by uh, Tony, uh, Tony Warner, Jordan Archer. Tony Warner, where'd that come from? Which was surging falls in midfield. This brings me to a Bosch's slot home, inside a penalty area, a moment frozen in time it seemed. Sideshow from midfield, slide past the goal, we have a 2-0 Millwall. Lions very much in control at last of the game. Some fans of the pitch, Stewart surging down the far end of the Millwall way in. I mean that's harmless enough. Nicely taken, nicely slide home by Callum Butcher for his first goal for the club. Butcher said to get a yellow card there, I think for celebrating in the crowd there. You can't celebrate in the modern game, you can do all sorts of things, you can get involved in unwise sexual liaisons in, in uh, hotel rooms, you can do all sorts of things, but you cannot go into the crowd to celebrate, you should know that. 60 minutes on the clock, Mill 2-0 ahead at the Sixfield Stadium. Here comes Fred, down the left hand side, inside he's got Butcher surging forward, he finds Steve Morrison. Who didn't take it well? Come out for a throw in on the oh, by the corner flag. Opportunity to make it three for Steve Morrison. Fluffed it slightly with his first touch. 61 minutes. Great tackle by Marlon. In the middle of the field there. Ball through. Finds Steve Morrison. Just a little bit too much weight on that passport. Beautiful, beautiful ball forwards. Almost. Contradiction in terms. Mill substitution going on. Who's coming off? Fred's going off. In comes Shane Ferguson. 63rd minute of the game. Ferguson, of course, on international duty in the week with uh, Northern Ireland over in Germany. 2-0 defeat for the Irish, I think. Probably didn't start today because he was tired. He's certainly going to get half an hour now to see what he can do against this weakened opposition. This is unfamiliar territory for all us Mill fans. Of course, the language of um, potential victory mustn't over-tempt things. Maybe I'll shut up. There's the fickle Millwall, the fickle Millwall fan. Some people online calling for his head. Taxi for Neil Harris, I think I read in the in the in the week. And that's super Neil Harris after one win. There you are. Northampton come down our right ball across the box. Said it clear. Falls there's a penalty. The full shit gets a shot on goal. It's deflected over the bar. I don't quite know how gone behind for a Northampton corner that seemed to be looping into the net at one point but it seems to have gone over the bar corner comes in for the right as we look that skims across the mill box calls it at home in for a penalty for what I don't know as it is mill on the break ball launched forward from Steve Morrison finds Steve uh, Lee Gregory takes it beautifully on the run he's probably run himself into a spot of trouble he checks got the two on his on his uh, on his Aris Gregory's kept the ball well actually Two brings it away. Gregory wins a tackle. 
That is quite a game of chess. He's going to go for a goal. Well done, Lee Gregory. Well done, Lee Gregory. A lot of determined running, holding the man off. In the end, he goes for a goal kick. That was not for one of effort. 69 minutes. Morrison brings it through, coming down the left. 21 books in and draws a free kick in the end. Quickly taken free kick. Paul falls to Gregory on the edge of the penalty area. He's got one man in front of him. He's trying to work some space. Shot just over the bar from the uh, right hand, uh, left hand side of the penalty area as we look. Actually taking the deflection. He's going for a mill corner. It's Shane Ferguson that takes over on the mill left, right as we look. Strange feeling in control of a game. Novel experience for the Lions fans. That's headed back across. That's going to fall to Shane Ferguson on the left hand side. Ball angle back across the box. Nicely done. Headed clear. Be nice to get out of this place of a clean sheet. We haven't done that for a little while. But as ever, we look prone to the uh, the lofted ball into the middle. Good applause for Ben Thompson. He's done well today. A good team performance in all honesty. Lines of strength into the game. Obviously, as soon as we went a goal ahead, we seem to have looked a lot more confident and a little bit more um, together. In comes Worrell to replace him. Ball into the middle. It's a header on goal. It's 2 1. 2 1. That was coming. Every time they've, they've locked the ball in from the right hand side, they look dangerous. 2 1. We don't make it easy on ourselves, do we? I think your draw prediction might be about right, yeah, Mark. We'll, we'll be under the cuffs now. No, we will be, yeah. 79 minutes, 2-1. Butcher. Out wide. This is Ferguson again. Another chance to cross the ball into the mix. He does. That's Byron with another massive opportunity. He puts it wide. Almost on the goal line itself. 83 minutes. Ball lofted in again. That's bouncing around. You know, you can't do this for a living. Mill bring it away. Sorry, I froze there. Warrell overlapping. A sprint. He's not going to win that sprint race with the defender. They bring it back to their goalkeeper. Is that Do coming down the right-hand side? An unlikely surge. It's a handball. That was a handball from the 22. They caught a bullet there. Dodged the bullet. They caught a break and dodged the bullet. This is Butcher now. Ball through from uh, Webster of all people. Madcap. Steve Morrison in front of goal. 3 1. Steve Morrison finishes it. Two minutes to go. Ball from Steve Morrison in front of goal. He buries it. Steve Morrison runs along in front of Northampton fans. Shows him his name. 3 1 to Millwall. Game over. Fans on the pitch for the scuffle. A few angry scenes all of a sudden. Morrison had to go and talk to the Northampton fans. They're streaming for the exits. There we are. 3-1. Seemed to come forwards. Put Morrison on a one-on-one with a defender. Found himself in space and lobbed the goalkeeper very neatly indeed. Angry man in Northampton section, surrounded by his mates trying to get him away. Got finger pointing going over there. Coppers, Ivies, 
all the images of the modern day football match. Baseball caps. Police in baseball caps. When do they get baseball caps? Kind of a machismo kind of look. Some of these don't look very masochistic. Well, I'm a surgeon, don't look very macho. Huge, huge sense of relief on the middle end at that third goal. I must admit, I was getting itchy and scratchy. Um, and the third goal from uh, Steve Morris on the old stage or the old hand killed it off. Man of the match today, I suppose you've got to take Steve Morris and Lee Gregory, possibly close, close run thing. The, the difference in quality has been our forward play. Winding up the Northampton fans is old Morris as well. And Morris will be like. Final whistle, Northampton Town 1, Lions 3, a rare event, a win, a away win, a well one way away win actually, uh, we deserved it on Bounce of Play, Steve Morrison comes over the crowd to Ergerson, Ergerson, he's enjoyed himself today, I think he's my man of the match, a good street team performance overall, we had a little um, flaky moments at times but who's worried about that with 3-1 win under our belts. Fantastic day out for the Lions fans, all 944 of them, plus more, I think, in reality, that made it up here. Well done, everyone concerned. That's going to be it from Northampton. We'll be right back after these messages. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at Burrow.com slash ACAST. That's Burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. tired of having no voice at Millwall? Then why not join the AMS, the Association of Millwall Supporters? The AMS is an independent fan group, meaning they're not directly affiliated with the football club, and therefore they aim to truly represent the fans' best interests. To join the AMS, visit amsgroups.info. That's amsgroups.info. Or if you're on Twitter, go to at a underscore m underscore s underscore group and they will be happy to answer your inquiries
All right, big welcome on the show now to Northampton Town fan and journalist, I believe, Tom Reed. Welcome to the show, Tom. Yeah, mate. Uh, yeah, it's the. Uh, I've dragged you out of bed. Match before. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, sorry for coming rough. I've got a few minutes to um, go. I'm sorry after yesterday, so well, there we go. Fair play to you coming on, mate. Um, I appreciate that. I, I don't know what you made of yesterday's proceedings, Tom. I found it one of the stranger games of football I've seen all season because for large chunks of it, I didn't think there was much to choose between two fairly average sides. Yeah, um, you know, I'd say it wasn't, you know, wasn't the best best game of football. I think. Um, no, that's you know, the same. It, it descends into more of a physical battle, but um, sometimes football you've got to stand up and be counted, and that. To be fair, that's what you did. So, you know, no complaints. I think you did the win. I think Northampton approached it with the view that they were going to try and out-muscle Millwall. I mean, there was that strange um, clash 15, 20 seconds into the game. It was McCall, I think, drew a yellow, didn't he? Uh, the earliest yeah, yellow yeah. card I think I've ever seen. I can't think of an earlier one in my my footballing life at all. Um, he, <laughs> he clattered Fred on your Dinma. Um, I, I don't know if Northampton's, um, what, what the scouts have been telling you about Fred on your Dinma, Tom, but <laughs> <laughs> it was a strange choice to clatter early on. Let's put it that way. The way to contain Fred is to give him the ball and let him run, mate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, I think Oyo Dinma's actually, he with the ball well, but um, yeah, we're not, a, we're not a physical side and we often get sort of painted with that. We've got a couple of like, what you call bruises, I guess. McCourt is just, um, a bit of a liability at the moment, as you saw. We've got Rebel up front who puts it about, but generally we're not. We're fairly lightweight, and when we try to go shoulder to shoulder with you, you as a an eleven just double us. So you know. Well, clearly, that's, that's I mean that that kind of approach don't seem to be working for Northampton. Mo, did I read online that's the, that's the third red card in a in a row for you in recent matches? Yeah, but they're not. It's not. Um, to go back to a Millwall player, Terry Herlock. No, now we're talking. Now we're talking. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah the sort of geezer that's in your face, you know. Absolutely. You know, you won't mess with him. We're not like we haven't got players like that. So it's morally like it's not this time tackles. Yeah. And um, two, we had two soft red cards in the previous games. One from ex um, West Ham boot uh, yeah. uh, midfielder uh, Matt Taylor. Yeah. So you know these aren't big bruises going around. It's just. Um, in football, if you slightly miss time a, a strong tackle, you're off. Yeah, well, I can't say that for McCourt. Definitely McCourt was off his head yesterday. That second one was ridiculous. But I mean, the referee set the tone. Early. I mean, I, 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 I suppose you could argue two ways. I mean, rarely does a referee favour us. It seems. I don't know. How, one of the reasons I wanted to talk to you as a Northampton fan is how it is for other teams because we we labour under. A, um, I don't know if it's a delusion or the, or the illusion that referees are set against us. But I, I, yesterday, in all honesty, the referee was our twelfth man. Um, the early yellow really set the tone for the rest of the game from Northampton's point of view because, as you say, McCall was a kind of ticking time bomb. He's, he's waiting for his second yellow all, all through. He nearly got another one during the course of the first half, if I if I remember rightly. Yeah, um, referee in, in general is, is pretty poor. I think a lot of fans can think that all refs are against them. But, um, yeah. And, and to an extent, um, referees do sort of step in and change the course of games too much for, for my liking. Um, but we, if you if you think you're up against the refs, you know we've had three red cards in the past three games, so you know when, when yeah, they're all they're all fairly soft apart against you. We did it; it was fair enough. You won, I think. 
I think I wonder whether you know. I, I reading online before you and I spoke. I was reading um, one of the Northampton papers. I hadn't realised the number of linkages between the two the two clubs. I mean, I hadn't realised Jordan Archer had been on loan at Northampton and Byron Webster had been there. And obviously, um, Morrison is. Uh, I think he started his career at Northampton. So um, I don't know yeah. if that gave it an edge from the um, you know from the Cobblers side of things that maybe. We we certainly didn't appreciate it coming into the game. I don't think there seemed to be a bit of a fire in the belly in the, the way that, the way that town started. I anyway. think um, I, I would say I would say the opposite. Actually, I would say that it's more likely that those three players have got a bit of chip on their shoulder in terms of trying to prove it. Steve Morrison, chip on his shoulder, Tom. Listen, listen. Steve Morrison was was released, and he went into the wilderness for a while. And he did. Uh, obviously, had a good career. Uh, but he he was. No, not considered good enough or whatever which happens um, yeah. Jordan Archer we thought was absolutely useless he was calamity bloody you know um, butterfingers yeah. and then Byron Webster never made it so all three of them it was a good opportunity for them yesterday just to you know that's not the best thing formatting as well and beat us when, when her, and you saw um, Morrison directing yeah, I mean, it was um, obviously that's part and parcel of the game. I, I, another thing I wanted to explore with with you. I mean, I, for, from the Millwall perspective, when we go away, it's always always like, a bit like the descent of the Vikings on a on a, on a you know on the town. And yeah. um, you know, we, we, I've never seen so many video cameras, Tom, videoing us for the side. <laughs> I, I don't know what the Northampton police are good at, but they're certainly good at video uh, montages, I would guess. Um, um, I think the uh, you know the um, the economy is probably on a few more points down on the, with the Northampton police budget for Millwall. It was, it was, it was, it was overkill. I, saw, I swear I saw a robot pop out there on the street. There was a few <laughs> knocking around, weren't there? Um, I mean, they were going um, yeah, a, bit, a bit heavy, but you know, I don't think I think it passed fine. And you know, uh, Millwall fans are just football fans. That's it. You know, we've all got a few idiots, and you know, just get on with it. Yeah, I, mean, I felt. I mean, again, another strange contrast with yesterday was that at times the the um, the game was quite quiet. I mean, I was I was I do a little kind of um, you know live thing while the game's going on, and I, at one point I think I commented to myself, "I could be at North Ants watching the cricket." You know, it was it was kind of <laughs> that quiet. It was a beautiful. I think cricket's more lively. <laughs> Maybe it would be more entertaining in some phases of it. Um, I mean, the opening goal was um, from our point of view was well taken. It was it was a basic long ball. Forwards and it, it kind of that approach seemed to find out the Northampton defence a little bit today. I don't know if um, if you'd agree with that, but the, all, each of our goals. Yeah, yeah. our defence is um, we've got some really capable defenders, but they're just a bit slow. Like Nyatango actually looked when he had time on the ball, he looked really good. Yeah. And Diamond is a like very reliable defender, but balls in behind, they struggle with it. And to be fair, we gifted you all our goals. If you watch them all back, they're terrible. Yeah, I mean, I would, I would agree with that. I mean, Gregory, from our point of view, took it well. I mean, he's, he's a returning hero. I mean, the quality of our front two in Morrison and Gregory, I think, was probably the difference between the two sides yesterday, in all honesty. I mean, apart from that, I I, I felt that um, Northampton correctly identified the way to attack us was come get the ball out wide and pump the ball into the middle, where we, we really struggle yeah. at the moment. And every time that Northampton did that yesterday, I, I, I thought you looked... Like there's a hit the goal when when it came at uh, two nil down and, and ten men, <laughs> well, you know by no means were we sitting there comfortably thinking we're going to see this through because that tactic is is paid against Millwall. Yeah, I think these games are always going to be um, fairly cagey because there's not much separating all the teams in League One. There's no. not really a team teams that are completely out and going to fresh everyone. So 
you're gonna there's gonna be times where there's gonna be lulls and stuff and you know bits of like the fine margins bits of quality are gonna separate it and I thought um the first goal from was, was quite difficult to finish and it did well so yeah. I mean, clearly, once the red card happened, I mean that that was a game changer, as they say, and and the second goal should have finished it off there and then. But I thought credit to Northampton for coming back. We we sat too deep against against ten men, and for reasons that are beyond me, we we seem to struggle when teams go go down to ten men. We we it almost looks like the other way round. But I felt Northampton actually yeah. made a good go of it to get back to two one, and was was certainly not not out of it by that stage. Um, yeah, I think um, I think I don't think I've got the tactics uh, right. I think um, yeah, certain players should have come on earlier, like um, Kenji Gore is um, on the way from Swansea, really rapid winger. Um, like you say, he needs to stretch you more. Um, yeah. Old Mark Richards is he's a quality striker and scored, um, but you know, he's um, he's not a bit. Um, we missed Taylor definitely as well. And Matt Taylor is um, quality, three set pieces as well. Brilliant. So, um, yeah, it's, it's a great day for us. Isn't it? It's not often we can say the referee like was Darby. referee was our twelfth man, Tom, but we'll take it when it's on offer. So um, that's that, that was yeah. cer- certainly nice to bury a little losing streak for, from our point. Yeah, I think you're on your own version of a losing streak at the moment, aren't you? You got is that the, the second or third in, in succession you've, you've lost now? Uh, no, no, no. We drew, I think we drew the drew. we drew against Scunthorpe where the where the um, another goal got sent off. It's just a bit, bit of a pattern now, but. We, to, to be honest with you, Millwall is a, is a big, a big game. You know, we we wanted to be tested because I, I thought you'd be well up, well up there in the start of the season. We want, yeah, you and me both, Tom. Like <laughs> yeah, but now we got uh, we got the local derby against Peterborough away on Tuesday. That's a, that's a real one for us. So um, chance to make a bounce back. Because you, you, yeah, had, you had an okay that, start to the season. I mean, you had a decent September. I was looking at, and it's, the wheels just slightly come off in recent games, haven't they? Um, I mean, well, promote... if you're playing most of the games with ten men, what can you do? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a, that's a fair point, though, isn't it? I mean, uh, those red cards will cost. I mean, I don't know what size squad Northampton have. I mean, but I mean, our squad is not huge, so you know, three successive red cards will cost you in terms of suspensions. You you finish up playing kids, or you know, not first choice no, players. We've got, we got a fair squad. It's not for me. It's not about the, the size of the squad it's about keeping you know everyone happy so for instance if we have three players sent off uh, when we've got suspensions you bring players in but they've been not been playing so are they happy are they you know are they mm. peed off are they gonna are they fit so it's about keeping the squad all happy and all firing and it's quite difficult because Managers always have favourites, don't they? So. Absolutely. I mean, you, uh, you promoted last season in, in fine style. Um, I mean, presumably, you, you know, you start the season with a bit of a surge from that. Uh, league One. I mean, it, it, does it does it look a level up from League Two, or is there not much to choose? Would you say between the, the, the standard of both of both uh, divisions? I think. Well, yeah, it's definitely it's definitely a step up. Um, right. I think we we got a lesson in the step up of the you know fitness and physicality from the all yesterday because um, I'm not going to tie you with this you know what's it called long ball or whatever no you know like physical side yeah, yeah. you're you're a strong side and you can combine a bit of um, technical power as well so that 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 was a wake up call for us yesterday but um, we're not particularly expecting automatic promotion if we squeeze the chaos you know yeah it's to go, go through like that and regroup I was a bit looking online interested to see you know, Northampton's got a bit of a um, safe standing movement going now and safe standing is something that's always catching my eye it seems to be 
um, a movement that's kind of whose time is almost coming, Tom. And it, I mean, it's used a lot in Germany, isn't it? This this idea of um, it's not your traditional terracing, but it's more like a it's like a pop up seat almost, isn't it? It's it, it's quite an interesting take on on the almost formalises what many of us do at football. When we were standing yesterday at the in the away end, but you're standing yeah. with seats behind you, whereas this is almost like a formalised. Um, standing spot that you get with these these modern um, devices. It's quite an interesting um, step forwards, I, I think. It would certainly add to the atmosphere in these games. Yeah, it's not even a, you know, safe standing has been, you know, going for years in terms of being, a you know, a, an idea and stuff. And it's just taken so long for um, there to be legislation change. Yeah. Um, Selwick have got a trial, which is it's gone really well. You, I don't know if you saw it, your your best mates down at um, Palace and uh, West Ham yesterday. <laughs> they had a big <laughs> they had a big banner. They had yeah. a big banner going there. Yeah, yeah, they had a big banner. And to be fair, the, the, the Palace fans actually the Homesdale fanatics over there called. They, yeah. they actually put their money where their mouth is, and they'll say they'll say stuff that's political and stuff. It's got a golden parish and chairman. You know, you've got to start putting pressure on now to to get it through because everyone wants it, especially at. West Ham, where um, you know the ground is a well, it's struggling, struggling with atmosphere at West Ham. I mean, the, the new ground is uh, well, it's, it's an athletic stadium, isn't it? That's what it was built as. Um, and, yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, you're miles from the you're miles from the action, and it's yeah. it goes to the heart of this uh, against modern football thing, Tom. I mean, I, I I know it's easy to take the piss out of people, and 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 it's, but the, the this this is a real thing, isn't it? That the game is losing its heart and soul. You see it across all clubs everywhere. Um, I mean, well, you see the um, protest at Charlton. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, a thousand pigs on the pitch or whatever. To, 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 and it was the best thing about it was for the first, really, the first time they joined up with the Coventry fans, who are similarly got hated owners. And it's um, well, this is this is shows a, you how. Yeah, and this is a thing across many clubs. I mean, I, I was reading some of the um, you know your tweets online about Northampton. I mean, there's one side of the ground that's kind of half built. I, I don't know what the story to that is, but it looks like you've had local authority issues and there's money that's been you know gone gone down the swanee, so to speak. Well, so, it's, it's actually I was, it's, you know, you've, got, you've got to put it a bit stronger than that. We had a 10.25 million pound council loan, right? Which for the redevelopment of the ground, pretty much the whole lot of it disappeared. Um, the the chairman, I've got to do this, I've got to say this in the right way, was arrested for alleged financial irregularities. Right, okay. Um, yeah, so it's kind of, you know, um, there was just... football is struggling big time with its governance and um, it's been the gospel and seeing nothing. You see it across the board. I mean, you've referred to Coventry. Um, there's a scandal what's going on at that club. Charlton, you know, um, again, they've got their issues with their owners there. We at Millwall have been having our own version of, um, you know, local authority jiggery-pokery where the council um, almost kind of finish up. It's land again, isn't it? Yeah. If, if there's land involved in a football club, it always is bad news. And you can relate that to Coventry. You know, they were promised a new stadium. They don't even own that stadium now. They're in, in you know, anything to do with land... And London football is a bad mix. Absolutely, it attracts, um, you know it, 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 it causes problems. And, you know, you, you, I mean, the whole the whole of modern football is geared around exclusively the, uh, the the betterment of the Premier League at the expense of any you know any any kind of depth in the game. It's once the beauty of English football, Tom, and, and now it's almost seen as a bit of a drag, isn't it? The the idea that you can have small town football, it's it's no one gives a shit about that kind of stuff anymore. It's it's a it's a real sad indictment of the modern game, in my opinion. I think, uh, I, yeah, I, I'm not as gloomy as I once was. Um, I think things are going to change because it's got so bad. 
um, the you know the government are looking into um, you know the the need for you know a decent level of fan ownership in clubs, mm. safe standing thing. Hopefully, we'll see some movement on. So that will hopefully invigorate supporters to um, you know take 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 an input into the running of the clubs, which um, which is not you know a new idea. Like Northampton had the first ever supporters trust back in the nineties. Yeah, um, fan on the board as well, uh, I believe. Yeah, Brian Lomax, who uh, RRP is dead, yeah. unfortunately, but yeah. uh, he um, you know he was. They were saying then, fan, I'll be partners in the running of clubs, and what happened? Um, the Premier League has uh, basically uh, sort of pushed this market forces football, which is a free-for-all based all on money. Yeah. And all the clubs in the Premier League are owned by billionaires, you know. It's like yeah. Swansea have got a decent level of fan ownership. So that's all got to change, and you know, hopefully it will. But the fans have got to own it, really. So anyone interested in this can go on Twitter. There's there's an against, modern, uh, against League 3 t- uh, feed. There's... Uh, at, at six fields, you've got standing. Is it SAS? Um, uh, yeah, basically, what, what, I'm, what, I'm, what I'm suggesting to everyone is at stand six fields. Yeah, stand six fields. That's our little. We 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 started a um, say standing campaign. Yep. And we're saying to everyone else, don't take long. Just start your own one and start lobbying your club, and then the cl- and saying to your club, you need to be putting pressure on the government um, to to change the legislation, but we've got to have some pressure from below and pressure from the club. So if everyone did that, every club, it would make things so much better. Presumably at Sixfield, you'd have the home ends that far end from where we were standing and the away end as safe standing in, in an ideal scenario from your point of view. That would make sense there, I would think. Yeah, I can't see them allowing away areas of standing um, in the first instance. But, you know, I think I want to see the ends brought back, you know, I want to but in a safe way. So, yeah, I don't know, was it Millwall, Coldblow, Lane? Coldblow, Lane, yeah, know, yeah. Yeah, so like probably we used to have the hotel in Northampton, and just you know, times have changed. We don't want to go back to the eighties or seventies, but we do. Honestly, we do. Yeah, <laughs> you guys, we wouldn't mind. Yeah, I want, I want the best bits of that, but not the worst bits. But um, yeah, so we want, we want, a, we want proper end. We want to be able to stand up safely and be treated like adults and um, watch football, you know, in a normal way, rather than you know this complete absolute overkill of not being able to do anything it's um well said and what makes me laugh as well is that clubs can actually make money from make money in a good way by giving supporters what they want so they need to smart up a bit well said mate really appreciate you coming on the show Tom difficult on the back end of a of a 3-1 loss um so I want to take my hat off to listen, you for listen, doing listen mate I'm a Northampton fan and um, <laughs> we've, we've had much worse over the years <laughs> We've we've lost against the you know the worst teams on earth, so that ain't that's nothing. Just water for ducks back, but um, it was good to see them. The Millwall fans turn up in force, and I thought um, good atmosphere and that. And you know, it's, it's football as it should be played, isn't it? I mean, it's, it's, you know, in places yesterday the atmosphere was strong, and it was a good old school kind of atmosphere, and that's what we yeah. want us. That's what we want to go to watch. You know, um, that's what it's all about. Exactly. Fantastic. Okay, Appreciate your time, Tom. Thanks for coming on, mate. No Sunday morning nightmare this week, dear listeners. This is actually a bit of a Sunday morning dreamland with an away win. 
and putting to rest that losing, awful losing streak in recent weeks. Speaking after the game, Neil Harris, Lions boss Neil Harris, said it wasn't pretty, but we did the dirty stuff better out there yesterday. Dirty stuff, I do like that expression, the dirty stuff, says Neil. Some good news came on the on the back end of that victory yesterday up there at Sixfield. Um, tweet from the club straight afterwards, uh, Mill FC, we are delighted to announce that striker Steve Morrison has extended his contract with the club till 2018. So congratulations, Steve. Now, that is fantastic news. I thought once again that was a, a, a Morrison man of the match performance yesterday. Some are speaking about him being management material in the future. He's certainly a leader on the pitch. Uh, again, I mean, it wasn't a bad game for Tony Craig yesterday, but um, what stood out for me was the way that uh, Steve Morrison single-handedly took the attack by the scruff of the neck and brought his uh, co-partner, Lee Gregory, into the game yesterday. Just a couple of tweets to finish off today's show. Ed Castle posted that he was impressed with Callum Butcher yesterday, showing good strength to bag that goal. A happy Saturday for a change, and he says he's going to go straight down the pub with a few little emoticons of champagne and, and uh, copious pints of beer. So I hope you enjoyed your drink there, Ed. Jay Taylor reminds us that Mill are ball number 27 on Monday's in Monday's Emirates FA Cup first-round draw. Draws taking place on BBC Two, 7.10pm tomorrow night, Monday night. Paul Regan, referring back tomorrow, says, For all the doubters out there, Steve Morrison is Millwall through and through. Now make him captain, says Paul Regan. Well, we won't go there again, Paul. You know I'm with you on that one, mate. Um, but there we are. That's uh, I think that's probably set for the season now. And here's a little sour one, just to finish us off. Why not? We, we, we like a little bit of sour, don't we? Um, a guy called Joey, Joey Az or some such nonsense, says Millwall. He's, a, he's, he's a clearly a Northampton fan. Millwall, no one likes us. Your days are numbered, you white working-class thickos. Gentrific- the gentrification of London will see the back of you. Cheerio. <laughs> What can we say to that? Um, Fuck off, I think. It's probably the best thing to say. Thanks for listening, dear listeners. Hope you enjoyed the show. We'll see you again next week. You've been listening to Octoon Millwall, the CBL Magazine podcast. That's the Millwall News this week, and we are out of here. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.